You are listening to the official podcast of Salem Tabernacle in Beacon, New York, a community of people devoted to experiencing life as God meant it to be. Blessings, blessings. Hey, sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Uh, It's always good to be here. It feels like I'm home every time I come here. The only thing that is just always interesting to me is the pulpit's too tall. I always want to stand up. Bill's taller than I am. But uh, greetings from uh, my family, uh, from the church at home, from the CEC. Uh, Just greetings from all of us to you. I do. I feel like this is the second home, the Father's house, and you just are just alike. Bill will start talking about you, and I'll think, oh, I know who that is, and I know who that is, and oh, yeah, they said that to me last week. And so I can, I can point you out with people that are in the house. I've set an alarm. <laughs> you gave me specific instructions. He told me how long I could preach. Yeah. I want to tell him to turn it off, pay no attention. We'll be done when we're done, and we're praying for the giants and all that. He, uh, I have my, ca- I, I have my uh, chief's hat in my bag. I won't wear it till I get outside the building. Uh, all of those things. Um, Bill's good. Uh, it, it was nice to spend some time with him over the weekend. I just want you to know he's doing, he's doing really well. He'll be back so soon. And You'll have all of his silly jokes. He, he, he has all this thing. He kept watching you ladies the other night thinking he could do better than... <laughs> kept texting Jacqueline and telling somebody to say, no, you need to say this. And I thought, you control freak. Uh, so if you don't know who I am, I'm Bishop Quentin. I uh, pastor a church in Hutchinson, Kansas. We just finished our 36th year there. I'm close to my 40th year of ministry. I travel with my wife, Annie, thank goodness. Uh, We've got all the children raised now. And so she gets to go with me various places. If you got that picture, Ian, I appreciate it. I always try to start by saying this is what makes me rich. Uh, This is why I'm a millionaire. That's... That's the whole clan, uh, four children and 11 grandchildren, one granddaughter, one granddaughter. She's the best. And uh, uh, it's what makes Annie and I millionaires and we're wealthy. And I hope you have a family uh, because at the end of all of it, the only thing that really matters are the relationships that uh, we've been graced with. Right. And I'm asked a lot uh, the distinction between a good life and a great life is the gratitude or the degree of gratitude that we live in. And only as we're grateful for who we are and what the Lord has blessed us with do we move from a good to a great life. Uh, And I actually believe that gratitude is a prerequisite to moving into a different dimension of the presence of God. That if you're not grateful for who and where you are, that you'll never move into something that's greater than that. And so if I had anything I'd say to you, it was that be more thankful today. Uh, Literally, be more thankful today. This is the best day of my life. I'm just telling you, this is the best day of my life. This whole nostalgic thing about making something great again, that would suggest that your best was in the past. Uh, That's a lie. Today is the best day. Uh, If you don't believe me, just go down to the funeral home and ask. So, so look at your neighbor and say, I'm so grateful to be by you. I, I, I'm, 
I'm so thankful you're here, right? What's that you're wearing? It smells so lovely. You know, what kind of oil did you put on? I can, I can, you know, it's, uh, um, and, and can I tell you, you're going to have as much fun as the person beside you. So if they're a Scrooge, tell them to get over it. I love Christmas, and I know you love Christmas, grateful for all that you do to help uh, uh, human trafficking and all of those things. Uh, Christmas, I love Christmas. It, um, it's how we mark time. The world marks time with birthdays and anniversaries and soccer games and Giants games, sorry Bill, and, and, and all the stuff at school, they mark time by national holidays. But we are of heaven. We are foreigners here. We, we live in another dimension, and we mark time by the events of Christ. So how did Christ interact with our human experience? And we mark time, tell time. The sons of Issachar knew what time it was, thus they knew what to do. If you don't know what time it is, you miss dinner. Uh, unlike you parents, my, my parents, if you didn't eat at dinner time, you didn't eat till the other time. There were no such thing as snacks. And if you didn't come on time, you just missed out. And I fasted a lot until I learned what time it was. So what time is it? And, and the world keeps telling us it's time to rush, it's time to worry, it's time to do this, it's time to Black Friday. Lord Jesus, help me. Uh, it's Cyber Monday, aren't you? In, oh, what's next? I mean, it's whatever. But, but Christians tell time in a different way. We tell time by Advent, the coming of Christ. We tell time by Epiphany, the, the revelation of the Christ. We, we tell time by the manifestation. We tell time by the suffering of Lent and and by the death, and the burial, and the resurrection, and the ascension, and the coming of the Holy Spirit. We mark time by how God in, interacted with the human race. And we remember those moments, and we live out of them. And so here we are at Advent, and it won't be long till we'll be Christmas, and it won't be long, and it'll be Easter. And Jesus always was chastising the Pharisees because He said, you can't discern the signs of the time. He said, you can read the sky, you can listen to the news, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. And because they could not discern the signs of the time, they missed His appearing. And, and so many times I think we don't discern the signs of the time. We read the newspaper, but we don't discern the time that it is in that kingly realm. And we, we don't understand that God does everything by a sign. And you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. And this will be your sign. So we miss the sign. We miss the stars and the shepherds. We miss the signs because we were expecting him to come and kick Rome out of... But he didn't. He came in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. And that was a sign. And if you and I can't tell the signs of the kingdom, we will miss what is going on in the kingdom today. What time is it? And it's Advent. Last Sunday was the first Sunday of Advent. And, and so many times people just move over it and go to Black Friday and they go to this and they go that. Oh, we've done that. But, but to have our lives marked by the appearing of Jesus. How the Word became flesh. He appeared to us. 
He manifested. And I, I live, and Paul is always saying, who love the appearing of the Christ, who are looking forward to the appearing of the Christ. I, I'm waiting for Christ to appear this morning. And if, if he appears here this morning, you'll never remember what I said, thank God. But if, if he could just appear, can I tell you, you'll never be the same. That if, you, if he just appears, your addiction will be broken, your depression will be gone, and your sickness will be trumped because of his appearing. Because in his presence, in his presence, evil can't remain. In his presence, depression can. I need his appearing this morning. I need to touch the hem of his garment. I need to breathe the breath on him. I need his appearing. Look at somebody say, I need Jesus. And we are people that live dependent on the appearing of God. And Advent is when we stop and this time starts over and we say we are people that live in response to the coming of Jesus. And we await His next coming. If you say the creed, I assume you do, right? And He will come again. Look at somebody and say, He will. He is. I promise you. He came once, and He's coming again. And everybody's arguing about how He will come. Well, they didn't get it right the first time, and you're not going to get it right the second time. I just love how many people are arguing about what it's going to be when He comes the second time. They didn't get it the first, and you won't get it the second, but let me tell you, He's coming. Probably not in the way you're expecting, but nonetheless, He is coming. And we live as people who are marked by the first coming and anticipating the second coming that Christ has come, Christ has died, and Christ will come again. And they missed the signs. And I, I, I'm, I'm caught this year, and so I'm just going to talk to you like I'm at home. This is what I would have preached at home. Uh, it, and, and that is the reason why people are missing Christmas. And, and by the way, I, th I think Christmas can still change the world. even though <laughs> The reason why people don't get his appearing is because they're not seeing any sign. And the reason they're not seeing the sign is because the light is out on the sign. Have you ever driven by someplace and the light was out on the sign and you tried to read the sign but the light was burnt? See, the light has burnt out in the sign and so people today can't see the sign. We're stuck in his first coming waiting for his second coming. But listen, there is a sign in the middle that confirms that he has and that he is. And it's you. For Christ in you, Christ is here this morning. He is not in heaven far away. He is in you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And the world misses Christmas because the church doesn't shine. Because see, when we look at each other, he said the world's going to see you love one another. They're going to watch how you treat one another. And they're going to see whether you have hope in a hopeless world. And we're the sign. Hello. I don't care why nobody really gets Christmas. It's because we're not glowing. See, Christ is here. He's here in our love and our relationships. He's here in the way we treat our enemies. You know, it, it, we've made people with different ideas our enemies. No, we have different ideas. You're not my enemy. I just think you have a different idea than I do of how. And when we get to heaven, none of it will matter. Because your idea and my idea will never measure up to what his idea is. So the sign of Jesus is you. You're the light of the world. You're the Christ that's here now. 
And if people are ever going to know what time it is, they've got to be able to look at us. It's time to forgive. It's time to pardon. It's time to, it, it, it's time to care for one another, to give to one another. It, it, it's time to be as he is in the world. Brennan Manning says, the church. I preach this message about why church? Yeah, people all the time say, why church? Why go to church? Why church? Why church? Because church is the living extension of the ministry of Jesus Christ in time and space. Because he left the church, contrary to what people think, he didn't leave a Bible. Everybody's trying to measure everything by the Bible. No, 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 you don't measure things by the Bible. You measure things by the living example of the Christ. You're supposed to be look at us and know who Christ is. He didn't leave a book. He left you. He left you. He left us. Ooh, I wouldn't come either. The church is the living expression of Jesus Christ in time and space. We are the image of God thus made known. As he is, so are we in this world. So are we living Christmas? Literally. Do we have hope? Or are we cussing the Walmart? And never mind, I better back up here. <laughs> so last week it was about hope. You, you need to be the hope of the world. When people meet you this season, they need to see you filled with this hope, this expectancy that God is coming back. And that, by the way, he's in me. I, of all people, have hope. I didn't really build this message around the lectionary reading, but I, I glanced at it, and it talked about how children were going to play with snakes, and lions were going to lay down with lambs. It talked about how these opposite things in our world were going to get along. That, that, that when, when, when the root of Jesse was born, these, these things that were obviously enemies to one another would no longer be enemies. Have you ever thought of that? I mean, we'd just get along. That's peace. Real peace is when things that seemingly naturally are opposed to one another are no longer opposed. Lambs lay down with lions. Children play with adders. It's interesting, right, is that this great peace is the other thing we talk about when we come into the Christmas. Uh, peace and goodwill to all men. Boy, wouldn't that be a holiday. Let's just declare peace. Let's just declare that there's no more war and no more fighting. You see, people's addiction to violence just really stuns me. You do understand that violence has never solved a thing, and yet we're addicted to it. We still think he who has the biggest gun can... No, I'm sorry. So, these are my scriptures this morning. That's all warm-up, by the way. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a child is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name... His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. For upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and even forever, for the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Mm, names, names are powerful. Names, it's, it's why we, we, we go change our names when we get married, right? It's why when a child is born, we labor over the name of that. We struggle over what? Adam, 
the man of earth, Abraham, the father of many nations, or how about Isaac that meant laughter? Or if we think about Rachel when she was dying in childbirth and she named her child Benoni, the son of sorrow, but dad changed his name to Benjamin. I mean, names mean so much and we understand it that think about Daniel and the three Hebrew children and I, I I watch children's school Sunday school teachers teach this badly Shadrach Meshach and Abednego you know the story no 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 it's Hananiah Mishael and Azariah Hananiah Mishael and Azariah were the names that their faithful parents gave to them as they went into captivity with Be- uh, with Belshazzar and, and that evil always tries to change your name and connect it to the God of the regime and of the empire but their names were Hananiah Mishael and Azariah their name is Daniel we need not to allow the world to change our names to connect them to something of this world and recognize we have a covenant with God and son you may be going into bondage and exile but I got news for you who you are has come from God and your God will judge you and your God will save you and your God is a great God and so as you're going into bondage and as you live in exile in that country over there I want you to understand nothing can take away your name and your name is who identifies you and that name he's wonderful counselor Mighty God, everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. That is the name of the one who appeared on the earth. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You see, if I know your name, it tells me who you are, who you're connected with. And everything in your name reveals the power of who you be. His name is wonderful. When you, when, you, when you think of Jesus, do you understand you need no more entertainment? You didn't get it. I'd worked on that line too, Lord. <laughs> if His name is wonderful, then, then He is the thing that captures my attention. He is, the electronics can't compete to the wonder of God. To the amazement of God. It takes away all the boredom of life. Takes away all the dullness of life. Is that all I got to do is think about the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. All I got to do is think about how the majesty of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit became dependent upon a woman with a breast and dependent upon the humanity that He created. This is beyond my imagination. This is wonderful. This is beyond your doctrine. This is the reality that I will send him and his name shall be Jesus and he will save his people from their sins and anything you ask in the wonderful name of Jesus shall be granted unto you. Have we forgotten that? Or do we still think Amazon can wonder us? (laughs) We're still looking for wonder in all the wrong places. His name is above every other name. It takes the dullness out of life. It takes that mundane that it just removes that when we think about and ponder about this God who comes. He's the counselor. He's the counselor. I don't don't need my hairdresser. I don't need the bartender. I, 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 I don't need fortune tellers or horoscopes. I, I, can, I can go to him, and he, he helps me with the decisions of life. 
He shares with me wisdom that comes from above. He has revelation that my mind could not even consider. I'll send him. He will be your counselor. He'll guide you into all truth. Merry Christmas, church. Merry Christmas. Good heavens. What time is it? It's time to thank God I don't have to figure this out on my own. Have you ever tried to figure it out on your own? I hand it to the 11-year-old and say, you turn it on. (laughs) Jesus, the, the wonderful counselor, the one that can guide me. I mean, this is better than therapy. Mighty God. Mighty God. My God is mighty through the pulling down of stronghold. Mighty God, the El Shaddai, the Almighty One that can answer the demands of life. This this God of wisdom and might. This God who is mighty to save. Who Paul says will strengthen you with all. Why so Dan cast all my soul? Put your hope. Let him be your might. Merry Christmas. You weak. Well, some of us are just going through. I love churches. Well, for all of you out there that are weak, get saved. <laughs> Read the book. You have no excuse. You just don't believe that he's wonderful. Church was boring today. You're boring. I kind of like coming here because at least you applaud. <laughs> Even go, you hurt my toes, but I never. He, he's, he's just, well, he's so wonderful, and he helps me with decisions. And Annie asks me, what are we going to do? And I say, I don't know, but just a minute, I'll take counsel with the Lord. And his strength and his might comes into my knees. And at 24, I didn't care. At 64, I pray. He's the mighty God. He never seems to run out of energy, and He's the everlasting Father. He he, he brings us into this dimension called eternity. Eternity. If If you really believe, how many believe you have eternal life? Then you won't mind if I go to 1230. See, if you have eternal life, you don't have to honk the horn. See, if you have eternal life, you can stop rushing to the next thing. I love it when people say, I don't have time to do that. And I think, oh, you need Jesus. Because if you had Jesus, you'd have time to talk to your children. You'd have time to hold her hand. You, you, you wouldn't have to rush. You could take a Sabbath day off and not paint the bathroom. <laughs> Most of you don't know how to take a day and just waste it. I mean, we're told, we've got to get that done, we've got to get that done. How many of you have ever just sat down to pray and you had a list this long before you got up? Because you, you, you can't imagine just trusting God. Just, just trusting God. Maybe, maybe the yard can wait a day. Yeah, but then people would think I was lazy. They're right. (laughs) 
I've just decided to sit here and think about Jesus the whole day. I just, just, I, here, here's a challenge. Bill, this is my challenge to you. A screenless Sunday afternoon. Except for football. I mean, we want our kids to come off screen. We don't want our kids on the screen, but not during football season. My kids can't do anything unless they're, they're, they're glued to that screen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, just to understand that He's the Father of eternity. This dimension beyond time. That this God so loved the world that He brought us into. How, listen, let's just, could we just, you know, my grandparents, I grew up in, anybody here from Kansas? I am so sorry for you. <laughs> anybody here from Oklahoma? Okay, Nebraska? Missouri? Do you ever leave New York? <laughs> you just don't come to Kansas. You probably go to Hawaii or Florida. Anybody? South Carolina. It's amazing to me how many New Yorkers go to South Carolina. Alabama, Alabama there you go. Sorry. <laughs> it's just... Mm. I have so many thoughts running through my head. It, just squirrels. They'll calm down in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> eternal life. To live in that dimension where my Father is eternal and He comes to share that with me. But all of that is warm-up for the last one. He's the Prince of Peace. He comes to deal with the disturbances of life. Have you, has anybody in here ever been disturbed? I'm not talking about finding a parking place. Uh, I'm not talking about waiting on her in the car, but just disturbed. You, you ever had anybody say, that disturbs me? The disturbances, this peace comes. He will keep in perfect peace he whose mind. We don't know what it means to have a mind that is stayed. Just just stay. You know, my, my grandparents, I grew up in Kansas, Oklahoma. My grandparents were always saying, the Lord showed me. God spoke to me. My grandmother, Jessie, she, she, she's full-blooded Indian. And, and I grew up with Grandma Jessie. And Grandma Jessie would wake you up in the middle of the night. And she'd go, I seen him. I seen him, Dwayne. That's my real name. Dwayne, I seen him. And, and she'd put you in a pack of that Oldsmobile car. And she'd get in that Oldsmobile. And, and grandmother was a hoot. You didn't know whether she's talking in Choctaw, praying in tongues, or just shouting. All you knew was you didn't understand a thing she was saying. And she'd drive that Oldsmobile. We'd go down these back roads and on this dirt road. And we'd turn this other dirt road. And all of a sudden these headlights hit this semi-truck. And it's turned over on its side. And she said, I found him, Jesus. She looks at me and she said, Dwayne, you see that light over there? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you run to that light and you tell them that there's been an accident and we need help. I'm about 11. So I run to that house. When me and the farmer get back, 
in that Ford pickup, and my grandmother's up on top of that car, and she, the top of that 18-wheeler truck, and she's down inside, and she's grabbing my Uncle Donnie. I found you, Donnie. The Lord showed me where you're at. And she's dragging my Uncle Donnie out of that wreck. You know, when you grow up seeing and hearing those kinds of things, then when someone says, the Lord told me, it doesn't matter what they told you in seminary. That passed away. <laughs> Tell that to my grandma, Jessie. I grew up with people hearing from the Lord. They also didn't work on Sunday. They're wondering grocery stores open on Sunday. The 7-Eleven was closed. You bought your groceries the night before, and if you were really holy, you cooked supper the night before. And, and, and you spent all day Sunday talking about how great that sermon was. Or sleeping. Because they took time to just set aside time for the Lord's day. Today, we can't take an hour. We got a 50-minute sermon, and we got a latte on the way out. Or you can stay home, watch it from the comfort of your underwear. And we think we've arrived because we let people sit home in their underwear. I think we, we might have more interaction with the presence of the Lord if we made more time. We understood He was the Father of eternity. But the Prince of Peace comes into our lives. Peace is not the absence of violence. It's not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of the one that can speak to the storm. When you live with the one that can say, peace, be still, you're not afraid of the challenges or the disturbances of life. When you, when you understand that you're traveling with the one that can calm the storms and bring everything together, all of a sudden you don't have to fear. We sing a lot about not fearing, but we don't do much about being with the one who can stop the storm. See, peace be unto you, such as I have, I... I give it unto you. He whose mind is stayed on the Lord, him he will keep in perfect peace. That would suggest that what you do with your mind might have something to do with the peace that you have. That, that if you want to walk in the peace of the Lord, you might have to take control of the thoughts that run through your head. I'm just suggesting that we are the people that are supposed to manifest the peace of the Lord to the world around us. That the world needs to see us living in peace and not arguing. That the world needs to see us speaking things that bring peace, not division. That Christmas can still save the world. That the Lord will give strength to His people and the Lord will bless His people with peace. That peace is so needed today. That, that peace that removes all the troubles peace, it, 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 if I did a great word study, it, it reverts back to the word integrity. Integrity. You ever met somebody with integrity? They were the same on the outside as they were on the inside. What was on the inside and the outside, they, they were integral. You could trust them. I'm certainly glad that that 737 that I got on in Wichita the other day was integrous. I'm so grateful that 
the pressure on the inside of that airplane matched the pressure on the outside of that airplane. Because if a plane doesn't have integrity, the pressure as you get to about 15, 16, 20,000 feet will crush the whole of that airplane. You see, the pressure of the world, the disturbances of the world will crush a life unless the strength, the integrity, the peace of God is so strong on the inside that when the pressures of the world come, that submarine doesn't spring a leak. See, if you don't take the time to be filled with the very peace of God, pressures will destroy you. Thank God He came to give us peace. This peace that passes understanding. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under. There's nothing more powerful than the peace of God. That's why war will never accomplish what humanity is attempting. Because it is this greater is he that's in me. This peace. Merry Christmas. And the world needs to see us living in peace. Oh my God, who's going to be elected next? I don't give a flip. (laughs) Oh my God, what if they pass that law? You've been breaking them anyway, so who cares? (laughs) Some of you think, go back to Kansas. You're never going to visit Kansas now because that smart, like old ball-headed. I used to say that small little kid from Kansas. Now I have to say that small, old ball-headed guy. Uh, This peace I give to you, let not your... You know the verse. You're brilliant. Let not. If you can let it be troubled, you can let it... So if you can let it not, it's your choice. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't want you trouble on the way home. You were troubling on the way here. But I, I mean, look her right in the eye and say, you were troubling. Yeah, I'm talking about marriages here. Dude, I can solve all marriage problems here. Let not yourself be troubled about his. I love it when people come in and I say, what brought you here? And they say, well, I'm troubled about. I said, stop it. And I say, well, Pastor, I need to talk to you, and I'm troubled. I said, stop it. <laughs> About the third stop it, they go, I'm troubled with you. I said, stop it. <laughs> you don't have to be troubled. Because the peace that passes understanding is now here. Merry Christmas. The God of peace has been born into the world. He has appeared among us, and we now can live in this harmony, this integrity, this peace that... I love one translation. says, stop allowing yourself. How? How though, pastor? How, how, bishop, do you live in that peace? These words I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have... Can I tell you what undermines the peace of people? The words they listen to. The echo chambers of our lives. We just love finding echo chambers that people say back to us things we already have decided. And then we quote them rather than ourselves. Echo chambers. But these words, you see, His words will bring you peace. For unto you this day in the city of Bethlehem is born a child. A child will be given and His name shall be. He will be the source of your peace. And we will be justified. How many of you know 
The peace is the product. Um, I think, I hope, 46 years, I hope we're getting close. I'm in fairly right standing with her. If I'm not in right standing with her, I don't have peace. Have you ever been not in right standing with her? I don't even care who she is, but if you're not in right standing with her, there is no peace in that house. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's not even going to look at me. He is looking straight ahead. Quit looking at me. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> if you're in right standing with someone, how many have ever tried to be in right standing with God? You worked at it. But, but, but you can't keep the law, can you? As long as you try to keep the law, you're so aware that you can't keep the law, and now you feel guilty and condemned, and you have no... See, that's why the Pharisees were so uptight, is they were trying to keep the law, but they knew that they couldn't keep the law. And so what the law could not do, God did by sending His own Son to justify you, not by works, but by faith in what He has accomplished. Romans 5.17 says, For those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Merry Christmas. It's the Christ that comes to keep the law, to settle the account, whose punishment He took that you might have peace. And that peace is the gift of knowing that I'm in right standing, not by works, but by faith in His grace. We're here this morning because we have no faith in our ability to be in right standing with God, but we have faith in the grace that He died on a cross, rose from the grave, and has granted to us peace with Him, not because we are perfect, but because He Himself forgave us with His unconditional love. And we are to be the sign of His righteousness by just saying, listen, I screw it up every day, but I'm still at peace with Him because of His love for me. That's not the message that the bulk of the church is promoting. The bulk of the church is promoting who we're against and who we're for. Who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down. We can't even, we got 30,000 denominations arguing about who is and who isn't. The world needs the sign of Jesus. And the sign of Jesus is I'm at peace with God, not because I did anything, but because he appeared. He appeared. What time is it? It's time to be comfortable in being in right standing with God. It's time to be comfortable to say, Christ is in me. Christ is with me. He's here. He appeared, and then he went hidden and secretly moved into us. And the way we treat one another, that reveals that Christ is in us. And I love you even when you disappoint me. Even when you disturb me, even when I debate with you and we don't come to agreements, we, we agree that neither one of us are righteous of our own, but through him, thus we maintain peace. Am I making any sense to you? <laughs> Isaiah 32, I think they may have this one on the screen. The work of righteousness will be peace. Let righteousness work in you. 
wake up this morning going, I'm right with God. I'm right with God. And if I'm right with God, I'm right with you. And you're right with me. Uh, 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 the, the work of righteousness is peace. Isaiah 32, 17. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. I have to tell you, I was sitting on a beach in Mexico a couple of years ago. It's beautiful. I love going there. We've gone 15 years. I'm sitting there in the lagoon, and the Lord says, you're going to move here. And I'm like, thank God. I knew you loved me best. And he said it again, you're going to move here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's cold in Kansas. It's worse than New York. Wow. And I got up and I walked out in the lagoon. I turned, I looked at the palm trees and the Lord says, uh, you're going to live here. I was just about ready to tell Annie to pack up, sell the house. For, and I sat down in a little chair and he goes, you're going to live in undisturbed places of rest. You're going to live in the quiet assuredness of my presence. From this day forward, I'm calling you to live in my peace. To let my peace rule and reign in your heart. To move not into any thought or care that would ever take you out of my peace. It, Ron, it's one of the strongest words I've ever heard in my life. Because if, if the conversation begins to go in an unpeaceful way, I can't go there. You watched it, I can't go there. It, because I've been called to stay in this place of peace. So Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even if they take his life, he remains in peace. Listen, the worst thing you can do at Christmas is let all of this take your peace. Yeah, but we didn't get a gift for it. Oh, give them a kiss. I'm going to tell you the most valuable thing you can give to people is time. Just time. Another afternoon. Maybe even a phone call. It's amazing what I can do with a phone call. You were on my mind. What do you want? Nothing. Doesn't even take long. Just how about a handwritten note? We... Texting, no, no, a handwritten note. You have to lick the stamp and put on it. You take it to this place called the post office. <laughs> Mailbox. It, it really, they have these boxes on the side of the street. Pull it open, you put the envelope in it. It's not, mm, sent. no, no, you. Birthday cards. My covenant of peace will have no end. And my kindness of peace cannot be taken away. It's permanent. And great peace will be upon your children. Are we living in that today? Are we? Hmm. Be anxious for nothing. For in all things make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. And the God of peace... Whatever things are good, noble, true, trustworthy, lovely, pure, of a good report. Think on these things. 
anything that you've heard or learned or seen in me, put this to practice. And the God of peace, here's my word for 2023, maybe the rest of my life, practice the presence of God. Don't prepare a place only, but practice living in hope. Practice living at peace with one another. Think about those things that bring peace. Speak those words that bring peace. Can I tell you, we live in a world that divides us, and we are here to unite us. Oh, well. Merry Christmas. Christmas can change the world. One group of people in Beacon, New York, who live at peace with one another, who live at peace with their neighbors and those who are ideologically opposed to them. But you make up your mind because I'm in right standing with Him. I have this peace to be with you. Change the world. Change the world. Christmas can change the world. It's Advent again. Let's remember. Time's changed again. Has nothing to do with falling back or falling forward. It has everything to do with remembering. Christ has appeared. Christ is in me. And he's coming again. Merry Christmas. Mm. I could stop there, but I don't want to. I don't want to because... Do, do you do the benediction here? May the Lord bless you and keep you. You, do, you don't do the benediction? <laughs> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May He look you in your eyes and give you His. And you, th- this is how you will put the name of God on the people. This is how you put the name of God. What do you think the mark of the beast is? I don't care. I've already been marked by Emmanuel. The wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Jesus who saves by his own blood. And Moses, this is how, this is how you put my name on people. May the Lord bless, empower you, prosper you, make you the head and not the tail, above and not below. Bless everything that you touch. May the Lord bless you, not Quentin, but may the Lord on high, the Almighty, may He empower you and keep you, hold you in the security of the strong tower. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face, His countenance. May He look you right in the eye. May you be transformed by His presence. (gasps) May the Lord bless you and keep you every Sunday. Moses, this is how you do it. You put Aaron at the door. And when they walk out, you say it. When they walk in, you say it. And when you greet them, you say it. And when you see your children, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And give you his peace. Peace. (laughs) 
We don't do that? I thought we believed the book. It said, do this. And they were in the old covenant. I wonder what we're putting on people. I wonder what we're putting on people. You ever had somebody put something on you? You spent your whole life trying to get it off? Come on, some of you were raised in difficult homes as a child, and they, you stupid, good for nothing, never amount to. If you'd only gone to college, if you'd have just graduated high school, if you'd have ate your green beans, you'd have grown up to be big and strong. And if you'd grown up to be big and strong, you could have made good grades. If you'd made good grades, you could have graduated high school, gone to college. If you'd gone to college, you got a good job. If you got a good job, you'd have a good wife, and you'd be happy for the rest of your life if you'd only ate your green beans. Anybody ever put something on you? That's why he says, put it off and put on Christ. And Salem, your job is to be blessing one another. In the name of the Lord, I put his name on you this morning. The name that's above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every demon has to bow. Merry Christmas. I'm naming you. I'm naming you, brother and sister of the Lord Jesus. And he, he said, use my name. And if you use my name, use his name to break the dullness off your life. Use his name to break the disturbances off your life. To break into new dimensions. To make decisions. Use his name. He's the Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas. The world needs to see us living in peace with the Lord, with ourselves. There's my alarm. Great timing there, Ron. I just want you to know, 40 years I've been practicing that. <laughs> Why do you get invited back? Because you pay attention to time. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. The sons of God. They don't smoke, they don't drink, they don't run with the folk that do. They belong to this church and believe that doctrine. No, play again. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the Son of God. And when you enter into their house, let your peace go to them. My peace I give to you as the Father sent me, so I send you to carry this peace from heaven. This postcard from the Father. He's not angry with you. This postcard from heaven. There's peace in my arms. And it's for all who accept Christ. The question this morning is, have we accepted the Christ as the one who came to make peace with us? Can I just tell, simply add to that? Just, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't think that somewhere out there in the future he's going to decide to kill you. 
If he is the Prince of Peace, he will always be. To everyone. That's the scary thought. Is that he'll make peace with our enemies. Hmm. I better close, hadn't I? The alarm went off. Are you okay, Bill? Did I do okay? It's all good. You're good. You come back next week and you fix it all. I, I, would, I would say this to you. If you want to get the most out of Christmas, worship fully. Take every advantage you have over the next 20 days to worship God. Worship at home. Take your candles, light them at home. Number two, spend less money. Go back and see how much you spent last year and spend less. Give more. Give more time. Give more coffee. Give more love. And love everyone. Just love everyone. That'd be my encouragement as bishop. I'll tell you, what happens to me every Advent is uh, these three little things. I find that I listen more at Christmas. Just, I, I find myself listening to people's stories better. I, you ever just need someone to, I tell this to parents all the time, shut up and listen to your kid. You don't know what they have to say. So listen generously during Christmas. People, a lot of people get forgotten at Christmas. And they're lonely and they're sad and take time to listen to them. Number two, learn from what you hear. I can learn a lot by listening to people. And then again, I'll say it, love all. Christmas can change the world if we'd stop and listen, learn, and love. Christmas would change the world if the Prince of Peace would be seen in the way we conduct ourselves and live our lives. If we'd put peace on one another. When people walk away from you, I do a lot of chaplain's work now, and I get this call, and I get it all the time now, and the charge nurse will say, could you just go in their room? I say, really? You say, yeah, they're, they're comatose, but could you just walk in their room? Does your presence bring peace? It should. Stand with me this morning. I always hesitate to do this. Would you just close your eyes with me? I hesitate to do it because I'm not in my own house. Just close your eyes. If you don't know that piece this morning, I'd love to be the one that opened the door a little bit that you could ask Christ into your heart. That you could just receive him this morning as the one who forgives and loves you. So we're just going to stand here for a minute as you search through your heart. If Christ is not the Lord of your life, it's fairly simple. He said, if you believe in him and confess with your mouth, you shall have peace with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the son that was born of the Virgin Mary, 
that suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. You descended to the dead. On the third day, you rose again. You're coming again. I believe, Jesus, that you're Lord. Come into my life. Take over my life. Fill me with your spirit. Now, if you believe that this morning, no one else has to know. It's just you and the Lord. Just say amen. So be it. I agree. If you agreed with that little prayer this morning, can I tell you that the doors of heaven are open and that you have stepped into a relationship with Christ? Just continue to follow him. Amen? And look at somebody and give them the peace of God. The peace of the Lord be with you. I'm going to give this to someone, I think. Are there ushers? If you'll just wait for just a moment and I'll pray. On the night of his betrayal, the Lord took bread. He blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. And he said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. As oft as you come together, do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup of wine and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the forgiveness of sins. As oft as you drink it, you proclaim my death until I come. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. This is Christ who was born for us that we might live. Holy Spirit, come in a unique way, in a mysterious way. Make this bread and this wine, which is common, be uncommon. Lord, I pray that it convey to us even the greater presence of the Christ that is ours now. Lord, be upon your people that are gathered here, that they too would be the bread and the wine. They too would be given away to those around them. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, in his name, you're forgiven. Wow. Say that loud. In his name, I'm forgiven. Shall we pray together? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power for Christ has died Christ is risen and Christ will come again and just so that you don't miss it you're forgiven in Jesus name look at somebody else around you say I just want to make sure you get it you have peace with God amen come and receive this morning thanks for listening to the Salem Tabernacle podcast 
For more information about us, including gathering times and our location, check us out online at salemtabernacle.com.